everybody my name is eric this is alamo city agenda and we are here at the trailblazer cafe at stinson um do, do y'all want to say anything about the cafe real quick oh, when it comes yeah, yeah. <laughs> here you can come over here it's all right it's okay there you go so so uh go ahead tell us about the the cafe um we are trailblazer cafe we opened two months ago um we have no restaurant experience but it's always been a dream of my husband's to open a restaurant mm. on an airport yeah so um he was learning to fly oh about 30 years ago and um there was never really any place to eat vending uh. machines and when he was just like a tiny baby pilot student pilot he's like um you know i'd love to open a cafe and a restaurant someday and here we are we're 15 years old we're like let's go for it that's awesome yeah it's it's a beautiful spot it's so fun to be here and um you know a lot of the kids who we've hired cooking in the back are inspired to go into culinary arts or aviation Mm. so this is the perfect spot for our employees and for the community to come in and see airplanes yes and <laughs> that's awesome i appreciate y'all uh, letting me be here uh, this oh, is amazing um and we get to be able to sample some stuff here soon yes so tell us about in. what we're going to sample you're going to have what's called the abby truffle burger um our daughter abby she's back there cooking now created it when she was working <laughs> in her uncle's restaurant and she was 17 years old she saw some red wine reduction sauce and some truffle goat cheese and some arugula. And she's like, let's put this on a burger. And it ended up being yeah. their, their top seller at his other restaurant. Nice. So we brought it over here. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank Appreciate you so it. Much. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. <sighs> Just I hear truffles. And, <laughs> you know, simply, some people are like, truffles are overrated. No, nah, no, they're not. They're good. They're delicious. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I did this la- uh, the the one before. I'm sorry uh, to Aaron. Uh, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> I didn't introduce us because I got I got uh, yeah. starstruck by the pie, the yeah, cake it, over it there. Tip, it does that. It'll it does, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so we are here with City Council District Seven yeah. candidate Sandra Grace Martinez. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. How was your weekend? It was uh, hurtful because my uh, we went up and down hills on Inspiration Hills out in the north side, northwest side of town. So um, I have calves, apparently. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm a little. It's, it was it, a little uninspiring. It was. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but I mean, I got to keep going. Keep going. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's awesome. Um, are you doing block walking at all? I do um, three out of four times. If I if people are like, hey, you know, we saw something of yours on our door. It's me. So mm. I do most of my block walking. I've committed 15,000 steps every day. Wow. So um, a little over 120,000 steps in the last couple of days. 
So I can have the toast as Yes, I'll walk it off. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Okay, you want to bring it over here? Here, bring here. Oh, yeah, you can bring it. So this is the. Tell us again what it is. The Abby's Red Wine Truffle Burger. Wow, look at that. Jeez. Oh man, thank you. All right. Well, you want to cut it? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Can I say I'm, I'm walking? Uh, yeah. So that's a good thing. Fifteen thousand steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut it and then wherever I put my fingers, <laughs> you get the one I don't put my fingers on. All right. Pretty sure you're not going to find this on any other political show out here. <laughs> Politics, and, Politics food. and food. I like it already. Go. Okay. All right. So this is yours. And okay. This is my, my little fingers. All right. So, um, okay. <laughs> you go. Okay. Taking the first move. Yes. Let's do it. Wow. Look at that. Mm, cheers. Cheers. Wow. Wow, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. I, br I brought you I brought you napkins. Mm, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're mm -mm. Mm. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. This yes. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh the God. chef is, is blushing back there. <laughs> come out. You want to come out real quick? Come out. Yeah. Come yeah, let's go. Let's go see the chef. This is, this is delicious. So good. Go ahead and come, come out. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us, what, what was that thought process? So it was honestly, I, I used to work at a cafe with my uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, and one night we were just really slow. We made charcuterie boards and we had the um, truffle cheese okay. and the red wine sauce to go over the truffle cheese. And I was like, I kind of want dinner. So I just kind of threw it all on the burger. <laughs> it's like, that all just sounds very good. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, it was really good. Thank really you. good. Yeah. Thank you. You're very talented. Oh, yes. Thank you. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see. Oh, I might have to try a chicken. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'm gonna have to up my steps today to 20,000. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna try a fry. <laughs> Me too. Uh -huh. mm, okay. Uh -huh. All right. Anyway, <laughs> what were we doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I know, right? Okay. So tell us about the district. Well, you know, after redistricting, they kind of change us up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It goes from Sarsamora all the way, um, or, and Sarsamora, I mean, like Woodlawn Lake area, all the way up to Bronze. Yeah, how do you yeah. think about that? Bronze 1604. Mm. Bronze 1604. So it's like this swath of, it varies, like the needs vary. Yeah. You know, you've got new, we've got old, we have historic. Right. Yeah. We have a little bit of everything. Uh, so, I mean, I grew up in D7, so I've seen it evolve. Um, and then I've seen some places not evolve, they devolved, you know? So it's just hit or miss, uh, but it's, um, I think a, per a perfect place 
you know, to continue investing in because you know, there are people that are proud of being in the Woodlawn Inspiration, um, Thunderbird Hills, Ingram Mary. I mean, they're proud of their communities. So, yeah, I like being there. This is, <laughs> I, I'm a thoroughbred. If you, I say that and people are like, ew, what is that? Well, what it is is I was born and raised, you know, well, you know what? I was born um, in on Commerce. Like, the, okay. Okay, so right where Alasan Creek is. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I was born there, and then not too far into that, my dad decided to buy a home for us, and that was on Hope Street. So I live on Hope. I literally live and figuratively live on Hope, and so Hope Street is where we're at now, and we've been there for about forty-seven. What is it? Yeah, about forty-seven years now. So, um, and the community has changed so much. Um, so yeah, here I am, here I am a candidate uh, that can actually say, look, I, I went to the public school system and here, you know, I, I am as far as the challenges that I face, um, public school was actually the best thing that happened to me and my children. So I graduated from Holmes High School, but at okay. the time we would say, Oliver Wendell Holmes, and I have to say, like, with attitude, Holmes, you know, you have to say it like that. <laughs> okay. And then Pat Neff Middle School, and uh, I went to Forest. I attended Forest Hills Elementary, but now it's Eduardo Villarreal mm -hmm. because that was my principal at the time. I'm a little, um, yeah, I'm, I'm half a century old, a little bit, um, and I say a little bit. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, I remember because I was in his office once upon a time when I was little, and I, um, he in was trouble? so sweet. Maybe. And it was a, it was a bullying case. So I don't know if it, it was good trouble. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It was a bullying case, and my dad was like, this little girl with the pink toes and the glasses isn't going to stand for this. So I remember him saying, yeah, you don't need it. You know, I'm glad that you stood up for yourself. And, you know, of course, I remember, like, my little, my little, um, yeah, patent leather shoes and stuff. It's always the quiet ones you got to watch out for. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true. It was a good experience because now I remember him like that, and, and the school was named after him. So, mm. yes, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, thoroughbred. Awesome. Yeah. You know, my, my daughter's, you know, she's, she's, she's tiny, you know, and I always worry about that, but I'm like, hey, you need to stand up for yourself. Like, don't let people run you over. She beats up her brother all the time, you know? <laughs> Stick a little bit too literally. Yeah, well, I've done that. I remember that as a kiddo, that happened. And, um, but my brother got bigger than me eventually. And then it was like, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. We don't do like WW wrestling. Right. That was the thing, like the the Von Erics, if anybody out there knows who that is. Uh, that was what we played. And I would win. Bite. <laughs> yeah little brothers grow up yeah for <laughs> sure um oh. uh, so what have you heard about with d7 like where are some of the struggles that you're hearing from the community well it depends um everybody is yes and i, I think i just picked at your, the bacon sorry it was it was <laughs> inviting me i'm sorry you can't say no to inviting bacon <laughs> so the common denominator is crime. I'll say that. Um, and the others are, you know, because they're newer areas, they're not going to have the infrastructure issues that they do in other areas. So, but the common denominator is that. Now, if I want to go like on a deep dive on when I actually 
talk to people and we go in depth in, into our lives um, because they want to know who I am and why mm-hmm. they should vote for me. Then when they hear the word mental health clinician or that I'm really one of my huge, um, and I'll say overarching concerns for San Antonio as a whole, Texas, maybe even, you know, going all the way to the feds because they talk about it almost every day is right. mental health. Yeah. So that actually seems to be a quiet um it's a stigma. Right. And yeah. so when you when I say, well, I'm a mental health clinician, and they're like, oh, you know, and they'll talk about their kiddos or how someone passed away and, you know, expectedly because of depression. And so it's very much a, a stigma mm-hmm. um, still, unfortunately. But I think we're moving in the right direction because we hear it in the news every single day, locally and all the way in federally. And really, it's a global issue. Yeah. Uh, well, I think a lot of the, the houseless people, too, are, you know, a lot of them suffer from mental illness. Um, and not even just that, but just in general, just trying to get them resources, which there's resources out there, but you don't know where to go. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned the resources part because they're, they're oh, my gosh, I have been in the trenches of nonprofits and for-profits. Um, I worked at an acute setting for little ones uh, since a hospital, kind of like Laurel Ridge. Okay. Um, so, and some of the things that I found out at the time uh, is that they would, um, big corporations will look at your insurance mm. and they'll say, um, we'll have that kid for three days because Medicaid only covers that. And then you have TRICARE, like military insurance, like uh, we'll cover for that kiddo is uh, here for a week. So sometimes, you know, they don't realize money uh, actually dominates the wellness of kiddos because right. of insurance. And don't get me wrong, um, some kiddos needed to be in for a week or three days. Just um, it wasn't fair to see that ugly side of, well, they have insurance, so they get to save for three because that's all they, the insurance will pay. It, it, there's things that are going um, on that we are not aware of. And so I'm aware of it. And and really holding people accountable and companies that want to do business with us and let them know, especially mental health, psychiatry, um, meeting veterans needs, nonprofits need to be held at another standard because even nonprofits are not created equal. Right. They are not. Yeah. Uh, so my experience working in those trenches, I, I see things differently, not just on, oh, what were they served? It's like, oh, yeah, they were served because they did an intake, but they never came back because we have to give their deductible is... uh, or $5,000. And people, even with Blue Cross Blue Shield, they can't afford a $5,000 deductible. Okay, You'll have to pay, you know, $150 because that's what it, it has to eat up your deductible. By the time it's done and over with, it's already been a year, your deductible, you know, comes up again, $5,000. So yeah, there are things that uh, the corporate world and even having great insurance can be barriers to great care. Right. And and there's a lot of things that these insurance companies and these medical uh, facilities need to be held accountable as well. Uh, but that's obviously well way beyond city council. But you know, there's a lot of resources that people can use to negotiate their hospital bills or contact Texas Texas Department of Insurance so that way they get help with navigating the insurance debacle that it is because um, that's a big thing, you know. Right. So my, you know, of course, I like to think outside of the box. It would be so nice uh, for city council or even county 
to put a fund together and for those that cannot um, afford a deductible that we can pay a percentage of that deductible. And it would be nice to have funding for people to pay for deductible with serious mental health issues with children, like depression, anxiety, major depression disorder, um, or the things that are byproducts of that, which is you know suicidal ideations, homicidal ideations, or cutting, self-injury. So if you had a kiddo that is at high risk, why not put money in the fund so we can help them with those with those deductibles, get that money back, put it back into the family because finances right now is stressing everybody out, whether it's kiddos or elderly and all everything in between. So I think that would be a great step and it's for someone to put that for. And that's what my wish is. Do, do you think though it's a risk because these insurance companies are not checked? They're not held accountable. And in a sense, they're putting all these little hurdles in place to benefit them and not the people. That's that's the thing is that we don't want it to become a like a oh well we're going to help pay it and then it be, falls on the taxpayer money instead of holding those corporations accountable. You're absolutely right. Um, what I've seen working with a corporation as a mental health clinician, as a provider to Blue Cross Blue Shield or Tricare, Medicaid didn't even ask me because Medicaid is so difficult to become a provider. It is extreme, and that's why people opt out of being Medicaid providers. See a waiting list of it's like two or three months out when your kid is struggling right now. So, and that's why we, and I say we, our profession, mental health with licensed professional psychologists, mental um, marriage and family therapy, which I'm also a family and marriage and family therapy therapist. We stay away from like the plague because mm-hmm. it doesn't treat us well. It doesn't. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't reimburse us. Um, it's very picky. Oh, we didn't, you know, dot your eye, and then they do that on purpose. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then that's a bureaucracy of Medicaid. So, so I started. Okay. Well, let's do the. You have, I have to hire someone that knows what they're doing to fill out all my paperwork as a provider. That's going to cost me thousands of dollars to put me on different panels. So once I get in those panels, unfortunately, um, then they subdivide. Well, it's Blue Cross Blue Shield Gold. Yeah. Not on that one. Yeah. You know. So a lot of us have gone to private pay because that's, it's there, it's real time. You know, I charge $40, you know, people are like, wow, that's like nothing. But at the end of the day, if I were to get a big program, you know, and hire people and and get someone to then send off the payment for me, because you have to hire someone to build, it's called billing, okay, and all that goes with that. By the time I'm, it's all said, I'm only going to get $40 out of that 120 because I have to invest in all that. Right. So. What I'm thinking is, you know, it, here on in San with San Antonio, um, I'm even thinking in broader terms, based on your remark. And I'm thinking, and I did say that to Sapoa, the union, San Antonio Police Officers Union. And no matter what happens here, whether you endorse me or not, you know, they're deserving also of having this fund, being eligible for this fund within their own, because the city can provide those funds. You know, if they wish, if they make it happen, you know, we can always make a lot of things happen. I mean, clearly we're like stuck with Prop A and, and dealing with that. And and so there's a lot of things that we can do. Right. And we'll get to that. I know you're going to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. So you're private. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So but I think that even even police officers who make, you know, good wages and sometimes they're deserving of more. I know that their families, you know, are, are struggling as well. Mm-hmm. They bring that trauma into the family. Now it's a systemic issue. Right. Yeah. And so. They have said to me, you know, my deductible was $5,000 and my kiddo who was cutting could not, you know, enter into say Laurel Ridge, I don't know. But um, because I had to meet the deductible, Mm -hmm. you know, out of pocket. And so 
are we taking care of our, our first responders and their families because they are struggling? More now than ever because finances are getting in the way now. Yeah. So I think that there's a way that we can uh, agree to help our first responders and, and here on the ground zero in, in our municipal area. Uh, maybe not necessarily give everyone carte blanche in the fund. But, but <laughs> right. this is this is me. That my position is, they would only be eligible if they have no prior um, behavioral, if you will, issues. But you know that they don't have any deans for you know uh, violating people's rights and mm, things like that. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, positive. You know, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like uh, they will get good because they do good and they want to do good. So we want to do good by them. Like the prison system. Yeah. You know, you look at the prison system, it's, um, you know, you, you want to have people, they get good, you know, good offender. What is it? Uh, a good release or early release because they were, oh, you know, yeah. good inmates, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, they don't have that. They don't have those resources in there. A lot of them for for those inmates, and they go right back into the crimes that mm-hmm. they were. I love like, this topic. Yeah. Who are you? Because I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I used to be a parole officer. Okay, so this what you just said is near and dear to me. I used to be a parole officer back in the day, um, and so I was only there for three, almost four years, and that's what got me to be a licensed professional counselor. Because of what I saw, because they would engage in behaviors and get in a cycle of being uh, bad and making poor decisions because they wanted to go back. So we could almost tell which one and predict which of our offenders, but, you know, they're defendants. Well, they're offenders. Um, That's what they call them. And so the parolees would engage in certain behaviors, and I knew that these are at high risk to go back. But some of them wanted to go back. And, and this is because it's like a structure. Yes. Well, it, the institu- they're institutionalized and there is structure. There are boundaries. You know, I mean, even kiddos like boundaries. They do. Yeah. So what I was seeing at the time and, and here again, I'm going to talk about nonprofits. You know, I have a nonprofit and I'm, I'm trying to get it off the ground. But it's like one of these right now. Plains, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> but it's just sitting there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my nonprofit's doing. So um, as a, a parole officer, my experience was. Um, at first, I was like, great, you know, Miss, I was just a tiny little thing, and, you know, uh, I was in it, you know, went to Beeville for six weeks, and, you know, we trained, and then came back, and then slowly but surely, I realized, oh, we got problems. <laughs> we, we got a lot of problems. We got parolees get a certificate of, like, understanding, but it's a parole certificate, and it says all the things that they need to do. They need to, some of them have to pay restitution, some of them have to, um, uh, I don't know, whatever the, their their offense, their instant I, their IO, instant offenses, mm-hmm. right? That's what they need to abide by. They have or they'll get repossessed, like cars. So mm-hmm. we don't want them repossessed necessarily. That's, so. a, that's, uh, that's a sad that that language is like that because you're in a sense, it sounds like you're not a free person. You you're not. And, and, that, and that's what they say. Like, this, if you don't do these, 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 then your conditions... Yeah. Well, well, equal your disposition, and so it it was. This is one really great example. Okay, you're gonna love this. So in every single certificate, man, woman, doesn't matter. It was they shall not may. Those are big words. In the <laughs> shall okay. 
shall enroll in Project Rio. Okay. Project Rio is like a, wor a workforce for inmates, okay, and well, ex-inmates or parolees. You have to enroll, and you, and you have to. There's no, like, you can get repossessed, if you will, you know, if you don't do that. That's part of it. And so what I found is they would take off. They didn't have a car, so they didn't have to go on a bike. By the way, one got stopped because they ran a red light, and here's a parolee who ran a red light. <laughs> to report to, and it's a it's a side story. So um, we've got this this situation where people go to say Project Rio, and uh, I went to Project Rio because I wanted to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And all the all back in the day, well, there was like all these newspaper ads and you know postings are all crooked, and and you go in there and you have to put your name in as a parolee, who your parole officer is, or number, um, da da da. And then what ends up happening? Parolee ends up getting a job. And they don't report because they have to report every week to parole um, to this, you know, nonprofit or mm -hmm. Project Rio. Excuse me. This is getting to me now. So this is those this is where I stood up and said, Yeah, we got problems. Because at the end of it all. If the parolee got a job on their own, and that happened 51 plus more percent of the time, all they had to say is, well, I, I got a job. That's why I didn't go, Miss Martinez. And so um, I'm like, well, how dare you? Because you're supposed to go every week. You're going to get in trouble. Like, I didn't go this week because I'm actually working. I'm like, yes. So I call Project Rio because uh, I get messages saying, hey, your parolee didn't show up. What's up with that? And they want him to go. No. It turns out that. They didn't get him the job. He got the job, which is oh, going to happen most times than not. And then they get, get what? They get that stat. They got him the job because they own that <laughs> number, that SID number. So then they skew those numbers. And here we are per presenting for more federal money, more state money. And they're not helping the parolee. They're certainly not helping the community and keeping this public safe. safe. That, you know what that sounds like? Oh, do tell the idea schools. You cannot graduate, you cannot get your diploma if you don't accept a college that has reached out to you. That happened because uh, this this lady called me or uh, messaged me saying that idea was not gonna let her son get his diploma because he denied, um, he didn't wanna go to the school that offered him uh, uh, scholarship because he wasn't ready to go to college yet. Okay. Good for him. And so, I mean, he doesn't have to go in there yeah. right away. But they they denied him his, his diploma. Okay. And because they want to keep that 100% uh, graduation and college acceptance rate. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Oh, I get you. Yeah. And, oh, and, it's, no. and I don't know if anything's mm -hmm. changed since then. This was only a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a problem because you're withholding yeah. a diploma because because the kid had a valid a valid excuse. He I didn't want it. I didn't. He says I didn't want the scholarship scholarship to go wasted. Mm -hmm. It's invalid. I love that. I mean, I love that he said that. Right. Huh. Now they figured out something where he just accepted to go to community college, and okay. but still he still had to 
I still had to sacrifice it, like to say, well, I have to go and do it in order to get my diploma. Mm -hmm. So, so these are numbers that are skewed. So this is a common denominator for with the, you know, the, the two examples we give. It, there is that's why stats are strange for me. You know, I have to look at look at them. It's like who who's the one to put it together? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who is it benefiting? Yeah, you know, what yeah. is paying for them? You know, so but it's good to have people like and ourselves understand sometimes what we see these numbers and the of success rates that are asking for more money from right. taxpayers, you know, up on the state level or federal, are they really successful? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is apparently, but it, if, if a, if a kid doesn't want to go, then he just shouldn't have to go. No, but because they're not going to succeed. Right. Mm -mm, they yeah. won't. They're not mentally prepared. And you know what? That's actually takes a lot of success. In my, from a therapist point of view, it actually is um, someone who's healthy um, not to jump in because anxiety would have made him do right. it. Yeah. And um, because he wouldn't want to let anybody down. Right. Yeah. But he, w he was um, bold enough to say, no, yeah. I need some time. Exactly. That, that, that was that person. Yeah. really good. Um, again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to jump in. Um, what's your favorite place in District 7? What's a good small business restaurant or small business place? Can I just say Fruterias? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see me any given day in a Fruteria. <laughs> I like yeah. the ones that have like the fruit over the cup. They wrap it, wrap it up in saran mm, wrap. Yeah. And chamoy. Yeah, that's my yeah. best friend. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. It's got to have everything. Got the hood coming right out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah. So, because one, it could be healthy, and I say could <laughs> be yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. So, any given day, you'll see us at Los Cocos. Okay. Um, and then at, at La Terracita as well. Um, and then La Michoacana as well. So, mm, okay. Yeah. And so, we, um, every, just about every day now, in the last couple of days, we've been. You know, going to the fruterias. One because they have topo chico. Just saying, <laughs> if you haven't had one, have one. That and then you'll know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> when you're thirsty. I, honestly, I haven't had one. Do it. Oh, no, 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 really. I haven't had one. Do it and then send me here? a text and tell me. Do they have? Oh, they have some. <gasps> um, Hello. Yeah, you'll have. It's good. Is this oh, yes. Because it's like um. So I'm gonna get one. It's go for it. I'm gonna try. Yeah, um, it's bubbly water, but if you're thirsty, <laughs> it hits the spot. It really does. <laughs> well, because my wife had them, then I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. I still. <laughs> so the reason I like it a lot is because my dad would drink topo chico a lot. My dad has since passed, and so when on a stressful day, I have these topo chico socks, and so I put my topo chico socks, and nobody knows I have them. <laughs> then I have my little combat boots, and I'm like. I just like feel empowered. I got the double chicken nice. socks on. What's, yeah. what's your uh, favorite um, uh, empowerment song? Oh, well, I don't know if it's an empowerment song, but I like um, Cindy Lauper's "Time After Time" because it it's like this is. I told my husband this is my funeral songs. I mean, they were happy. That's not empowerment. <laughs> I know, but it empowers me because I know okay, I, okay. I, want, I want I want people to know. That they can count on me time after time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Yeah, it empowers <laughs> me to keep going, you know, because they some people 
young ladies are watching me, you know, they watch yeah. all our the candidates, you know, how we yeah. behave and what we dress like and so on and so forth. And they want to be, some of them want to be like who we are and what we can do and what we right. can't do. Yeah. And, and you know, like it, it to me, like I think we were talking about earlier, it's just being authentic and being um, to where we're not always in like in a suit and tie or whatever. Like when I ran, this is my getup. I'm like, look, this is who I am. This is what I am. Like, Sweet. take it as it is. You know, huh? like if I need to, I'll wear whatever. But for now, like this, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, it's yeah. People are watching. Um, they are, and so you saying that people. I just thought. I thought about there's some. There's because I go to forums, even though I mean I have to send my own forums, of course. <laughs> but I go to forums like for District One and mm. Two and. And then uh, I just want to say, you liar. I want to say that like, <laughs> like that, oh, you liar. Because they'll say things, I've been walking around and I've been, t and I'm like, no, no, no. You have not because you would be red. You would have like, <laughs> I, I know they have no tan lines anywhere. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm like, point of order. <laughs> so until I see that, and those are things that I look at. Right. Are no. they burnt? You know, are they, you know, what are they wearing? What shoes are they wearing? And um, I'll even look at nails for women. I'm like, do they have like immaculate nails? Because I, didn't, I mean, just saying, yeah. you know, because when I go out and I start sweating, my eyelashes end up like here. <laughs> They're literally here in the forehead because I'm like this the whole time. And people are like, you know, you have your eyelash. And I'm like, I don't I guess. <laughs> well, so. and two, it's like the, the thing that, that bothers me is the, the politicians that come out only when it's election season. Oh yeah, um, you know, and you see that a lot. Tell me about it. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you're like, wait, where were you during this time? I was taking some time off for two years. You know, like <laughs> two years. Well, you know what? The, I'm glad that you brought that up because I ran for Texas Land Commissioner, mm -hmm. and uh, this was last year, and I got 47 percent of the Democratic vote on four thousand dollars. My counterpart had to raise 1.4 million dollars. He was scared. He was scared. He's like that King Ranch guy on dude. I mean, he was like. Mm -hmm. Oh, this little girl can't win. I mean, she, he threw everything at me. And so now I'm like, you know, wow, that my last name, Martinez, would garner 47% of the Democratic vote. And so I would, I mean, I've been humbled by that. What I've done after that, you know, is not roll up and, you know, and say, oh, why me? You know, size so cliche, you know, but why not? Why not? Now, what do I do with this? Right. What do I do with this energy? All these people that believed in me across mm -hmm. 254 counties. Do I sit and do nothing yeah. or do I keep going? So I kept going. I went to the Uvalde hearings in, in, in Washington. I went over to Buffalo, New York, and I stood by my fellow man and said, you know what? I'm here. It was a 30 day, um, well, ceremony for the people that lost their lives at Tops. So, you know, we drove all the way. We drove. Uh, all the way to be with our brothers and sisters. And then we came back, there was January 6th hearings. And so I kept participating. So we can either react or we can participate. So I participate regardless of whether I win or lose. And that's how we, I am. I think, first of all, all there, I'm gonna say uh -oh, this, pre yes, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> all politicians need a mental health evaluation before going in and getting on this ticket. Because there are people that get in here and have no reason to be at all, that there's something not right. Or they just do it to water down the votes. You know, people get paid for that, apparently. Yeah. So mm. it's interesting. But I believe that there are some people even, I mean, all the way to the federal government that, you know, or 
you know, they just need a, 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 the short version of a psychological evaluation because then. Well, but that would be unconstitutional then, wouldn't it? Is it really? Because because then you're you're not allowing everybody to run for office, which yeah. filing fees though are con- unconstitutional, to, I believe. Oh, I like that. I can think. <laughs> it's true. It is true. I had to pay three thousand five hundred dollars for to enter the race for right. um, for Texas Bank Commissioner, and I mean I didn't have that kind of money. That was our Christmas money, so we made a decision. My husband, I, and my son. Uh, that we were going to use that money uh, for, you know, to run. We have no regrets. So, uh, but yeah, you say it right. Yeah. Um, so with the whole imminent domain thing mm. that's going on at the Alamo, how would you have voted for that? The same way the last um, Anna Sandoval did. And I'm, we had to take control um, to do something different down in the downtown area. My husband, myself, and my son were artists. Um, so with that being said, you know, I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity for us to you know, bring some arts and history and artifacts into the area. And so we, we were looking at things from an artist's point of view and how we can expand you know, the, the excitement of people by the millions who are coming out to San Antonio and wanting to see something beautiful and, you know, something that would take them back into our history. And so, um, yeah, that, but, you know, I want to say something. That guy that's like last man standing down there. Yeah. yeah. I love that, though. I love that fire, though. I do. I mean, like, that is what our government is. It's like, it's our constitution. We can fight back. That's how Prop A got, you know, <laughs> I'm saying. Right. Did I mention Prop A? Yeah, so it's just the power of the people. Power and money, empowering people, you know. Um, but I do know organizations that give great speeches, great webinars. Um, during Earth Day, we got to meet several there um, at Earth Day in Dallas. And they give us some great arguments against eminent domain. Mm. And, you know, I thought, man. And then I realized how close to home it was from a from a um, candidate point of view as land commissioner because George Baby Bush, I call him Baby Bush, but George P. Bush Prescott, yeah. um, he donated Texas land to the governor to build a swath of fence, uh, Trump wall. So I thought, man, that's like a whole lot of cash that could have gone into our education or our veterans because that's really he went out the boundaries of a Texas land commission. Yeah. He donated it. I'm like, we don't donate land. There's got to be some political stuff going on there because right. it was ripe, you know, during that time. So it's just interesting how politics is played. I don't want to enable the political game. I've seen it too much. So I come in not as a politician, but someone that has seen it from the outside and say, man, this is, we can't, this has got to stop. Well, how do you convince people to, to say you aren't a politician? Because you have been around politics a while. Mm-hmm. How are you going to convince those people you're not going to fall in that same political trap mm-hmm. that everybody else does? Well, first and foremost, I'm a mental health therapist. So I have a license to keep. And I've had that license for well over a decade. Um, a lot of people decide to get out of what mental health is or does or promotes because it's a little overwhelming. We have to do treatment plans. We have to realize that 
we we like when someone comes to us we have positive unconditional regard for that person and we do no harm so there are these set of values that are threaded into our soul and that taking it to the level of the dice i think it's it's that time i believe and anybody out there please let me know if i'm mistaken i would be the first mental health clinician in the history of san antonio on that dice I don't know. I don't know. I'm all well. Hey. Yeah, so feedback. <laughs> Any historians? That <laughs> so it's just about having that ethic. So the, the being political and being a politician or, you know, lo- I love politics because my UTSA degree is in political science. So I love arguing in, in a decent way. <laughs> in a decent way. What I don't like about politics, and I said before, power and money, power and people is that money part. It's like, what is behind the decision? Because if it's incongruent with who they said they were going to be, then that person needs to go out. They're compromised. Right. We're done. Oh. So, Pochico. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Okay, so, so it's, it's, it's bubbly water. I'm going to try it. Yes. So cheers. cheers. All right. Oh, is it better with ice like that? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It feels pretty good. No, I love this. It's good. I'm going to try both. Let's see. Go for it. Nom, 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 nom. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's see. So I haven't tried Topo Chico. So this is a, this is a new one for me. Yeah. I like the, the original. Oh, the ice. Yeah. The yeah, ice. got it. Yes. Okay, I'm not just ever done it with ice, so let's do it. <laughs> do you have a sound bite of ice ice? <laughs> no, no. It's good. Uh, again, we're here at uh, Trailblazer Cafe at Stinson. Um, they brought us this uh, arugula. Arugula. What was it? You have to say it like that. Arugula. arugula <laughs> truffle <laughs> burger? I forget what she said. Truffle cheese. Oh, goat cheese. And yeah. Vin- uh, ro- uh, re- vinaigrette reduction. Yes. All that. <laughs> so, mm. It's got bacon. Yay. <laughs> so. Although Sandra stole my bacon already. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Are you? laughs> um, it's calling me. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. says, uh, Careful, imminent domain can come after every property owner. It's mm-hmm. we the people, not we the government. Seems like a social worker with a mental health perspective would want to assist and support this property owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. No, I think, yeah. So what's her name? Anne. Anne. Yes. So when we were at Earth Day um, and we participated in Dallas, is huge. I feel like that was a Trump moment. It was huge. Okay. So, sorry about that. Um, but I recall the arguments uh, for it. And they were they take it up to the state level every other year because it meets every other year, you know, on odd years. And they take it up there like enough is enough. I get it. I understand. There's no, I mean, there's no joke. Eminent domain is frightening. It's frightening to me because um, the house that I'm in on Hope, it butts up against another big property. Mm. And um, 
we always look at the zoning, like what are they going to do? I almost feel like zoning, when they they have zoning hearings, it's just like a suggestion, but they've already made up their mind. Yeah. That is what upsets me. Right. It's because more times than not, they've already decided for us, and we're, it's just dog and pony show. Yeah, right, right. And that is, yes, so I get that. I know that their shadow mission is to look like they're, we're being, that they're being and we're being inclusive. But that is not the case. The shadow mission is just to say, we did it, we checked it off, but we're going to do what we need to do regardless. Like, that is not okay. Well, that's nice. I you love know, your input, yeah, but yeah. we know better than you, so. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> no, we have more money than you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ask, uh, what will you do to lower property taxes? You know, um, I've about had it with property taxes. Uh, my mom... Uh, my mom, so I'm that daughter that went back to live with mom because mom is sick. And I mean, every once in a while, you'll see her in a flea market dancing, you know, with her partner. But but she gets, it, she hurts because she's, um, she's been here since she was 14 and she's a housekeeper. And she still does that. Um, she's still, and so she's got a lot of arthritis and her mm. knees hurt and all that. But her mortgage, you know, when my dad passed away, it was like 350 or so. But now it's almost double the darn taxes, you know, and then the insurance that goes with that and all this other stuff. And then, so what I told my mom, you know, we have to fight. She didn't know to fight. You know, she, I don't think she has it in her, you know, to go and protest though. So we'll be out there, you know, doing that for her. Um, you could do it online. Yes. Both she, of them. You both can. of them. You can do both. Yes. So she doesn't have a computer. She's just, you know, she's, you know, mom, you know, mom's <laughs> like, yeah. So what I saw um, in the last couple of years is um, ridiculous to say the least to see my mom having to pay double that um, with the money that she barely makes so that coupled with her health and all you know we had to sell everything that we had and just move in with her so I would like more exemptions I would like to see a lot more we can do better there's a lot more possibilities let's look at other major cities and see what exemptions they're providing to their residents. Um, capping isn't going to do a whole lot. You know, I, I think exemptions is where it's at. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, but even then, the, the exemptions are real vague. And mm-hmm. like even even one of the, the Bear County taxes, they couldn't explain it very oh, no. well either. Yeah. And and the only thing that I could suggest is always protest every single year. Mm-hmm. Even if you just bought your home, protest it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not devaluing your home. Even if you're about to sell your house, protest it. it it's not devaluing the property, like your, your value to sell it. It's just bringing down the value for how much you pay taxes on. Mm-hmm. So Right. And so I'm glad you brought that up because my mother... I received bad advice from our neighbors and they said, Oh, let it go. Let it roll. Let it keep going. It went from like 90,000 to 140,000. I mean, it just keeps going. And I said, nothing's changed. I mean, we still need new plumbing. We need a new roof. Nothing has changed for the better. Right. Now we recently just, you know, people there helping her. Um, but it was, it, it was just, and it's, there's no rhyme or reason. Like you said, there really is like, they just do this. They're like, oh, you know, this is going to go up this much, you know. Uh, not okay, not okay, people. Yeah, we, we've got to stay on top of that because then we've got people like my mom 
or struggling and have to work twice as hard at her age. And that's not okay. That's not okay with me. She's older, 74 years old. She has right. to worry about whether or not her house is going to be repossessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Anne says, let me know if you want to host an empowerment program for your residents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. So I will. I shall. I shall. <laughs> not me. I shall. How do you deal with self-care? What's your self-care look like for you? Oh, I love that. Not many people know that word self-care, 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 right? <laughs> I mean, bottom line is what is it? What's best for you is probably not best for somebody else. Right. Um, I find that waking up in the morning and just saying, thank God I'm alive. You know, thank God. I'm a woman of faith. So I'll say that, you know, thank God I'm still here. And and just being grateful. So gratitude is very powerful. I was on my way over here and you know, people are I mean they're honking and I think they I think they said number one with their finger when we <laughs> I, I'm not sure. But um, you know, still you have to ground yourself in gratitude because you know, um, even on my worst day, I'm still blessed. You know, I have a roof over my head, I've got clean water and I've got healthy food to eat. I got my mom with us and my children are still here with us. So I have to be grateful. So self-care um, is not only being grateful because it does a lot for me mentally, but um, the best thing for me is to read a Bible verse or so. And I have to ground myself spiritually because when you're in politics, things get really weird. Like your signs will get spray painted with things that you don't want to say out loud right here. And you're like, why mine? Why not the other ones that are around me? You know? And so, you know, you know, I have to say, you know what? It is what it is, right. you know, um, and I have to ground myself and keep myself positive because um, someone likes to take that, you know, positivity because I'm like a I'm happy go lucky kind of gal. <laughs> I really am. But when I need to do something, I will get it done. You know, I mean, that's why they're, you know, people think, you know, Sanders in the race. She's not going to she's not just going to allow people to run over her because. Did I mention that my principal said it's okay not to be bullied? Yeah, okay, yeah, we're going, yeah. We're going full circle. <laughs> full circle, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is who I am, you know. Yeah. But but I also have a lot of compassion as well. So as far as self care, it's being grounded in gratefulness and gratitude, and then the other side is reading a Bible verse and just going from there. Putting it into practice, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what's what's a hobby of yours? Oh, it depends. Um, is watching forensic files a hobby? No. Okay. No. <laughs> That's so scary. No. I know. When I'm out on the street, I'm like, oh, somebody's walking. I saw this in a forensic file. I'm going down. I'm going down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
brothers and sisters. I'm like, I was in the trenches with humanitarian needs uh, over there in El Paso. I was in the trenches. And I still am. I'm hosting Venezuelans in my house because I walk the walk I do that I talk. And so I'm continuing no matter what. And whatever happens in this race, I'll continue to go. So Sandra Grace for Texans.com. And my telephone number is 210-870-8446. That is my telephone number. Perfect. Bam. Yep. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sandra. No, thank it. you. Um, thank you for sharing this burger with me. It, was, it didn't stand a chance <laughs> it didn't at all whatsoever. Chance. It's absolutely <laughs> delicious. I highly recommend it. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a big wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, stay tuned for more. Um, well, yeah, we're going to try to see about doing a couple more couple more conversations with some candidates. Uh, we're running really close. Yes. Early voting mm-hmm. starts soon, so. Oh yeah, twenty four. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Um, reach out to Sandra, Sandra Grace, if you want to donate and volunteer, and also, uh, what's I gonna say? Vote for Sandra Grace. That's what it is. There you go. Just saying. All right. Talk to you later. This is Alamosity Agenda. Bye-bye.